Come on. Strong and powerful Mikkel Thorpe has returned to Money Savage. Welcome back, Mikkel. Thanks, George. Thanks so much for having me. Mikkel is a director at Escape Artist. He's the host of the Expat Money Show. He's an expert at helping people live somewhere other than their native country. I'm excited to have you back on. Mikkel, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. I won't go too into detail about my backstory. I mean, we covered a lot of things last time, and I highly encourage your listeners to go and check out that episode. I think that we shared a lot of good insights on what it means to be an expat and to live overseas. But basically, I left Canada as a teenager. I started traveling internationally when I was about 16, 17 years old. Um, Since then, I kind of never really stopped traveling. I just continued on. Um, I've lived in eight different countries at this point. Um, I lived in the Middle East for eight years. I was in the South Pacific for four years. I backpacked and hitchhiked all through Latin America for a couple of years, spent time all over Canada, the US, lots of different places. But basically now what I do for a living is I help people to move overseas. And we always try to do it in a tax efficient manner. We always certainly do it in a legal manner. And what I do is help with different visas in the immigration process. We end up setting up structures overseas for businesses for asset protection. We do a lot of other things with offshore banking, with offshore private gold storage, these types of things. So really what I do is I help people and I help people move overseas and I help them move their finances and their money and their business overseas. And that's kind of that really, really small little niche that I live in. But I mean, I've been doing, I've been overseas for 20 years myself. I really enjoy this stuff and I'm super passionate about talking about it. So I'm really excited to be here today and hopefully I can uh, inspire and share some insights with your, with your audience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm excited to get into this because uh, it's funny. We were just talking a little bit off, uh, offline about how we're seeing an exodus from California and New York and people are going to Idaho or they're going to Florida. Mm -hmm. But why not take that one step further? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I really do see a massive paradigm shift with what's happening right now. So, I mean, let's break it down a little bit. Okay, COVID hits and everybody gets sent home. Okay, we all know this. I mean, we've all been living with this for over a year now. That's, that's certainly nothing new. But what ends up happening is that people have left the big cities and they're moving out to more rural areas. And that's like, wow, this is amazing. My rent is half the price. I can do my work through Zoom. You know, I can be in my pajamas half the day and, you know, this is great. So that's, that was kind of like the first step, the first jump. People leave the city, they leave New York City. Let's, let's pick on New York, for example. It's always fun to pick on New York. So they leave New York City and they move to New York State. Okay, great, one, one jump. Now, the second jump might be, well, let's not move to New York State, you know, out in the rural area. Let's move to Florida. Let's get rid of that state tax and let's move to Florida. I mean, that's a pretty big move for a lot of people. I mean, like that's culturally, it's quite different. Um, I mean, maybe there's a lot more Latin influence there. Maybe you're going to hear some different languages. Certainly on the taxes, it helps. The climate is very, very different, you know, upstate New York and, you know, Orlando or Miami or something. It's going to be very different. But my invitation or my, 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 what I, I want to tell you guys about is what if you guys just took like one more step? So you're not moving 
out of city to the state, you're not moving from state to state. What if you move to another country? What if you move to Europe? What if you move to Thailand? What if you move to Latin America? Something like that. And I would argue that it's really not that much of a change. I mean, it's not that much more of a step. You're, you're moving anyways. First of all, you got to pack up all your stuff. You got to get rid of your lease or sell your house or anything like that. You're going to have to change over your driver's license and a lot of your banking stuff and probably, you know, your register where you register to vote and everything like this, especially if you're going for tax reasons. I mean, you can't go from New York to Florida and not change these things if you're doing it for any type of tax reasons. You're going to need to show strong ties to the community. Well, I mean, if you're doing all that paperwork anyways and you're packing up all your stuff and you're getting the family and the kids together, I mean, come down to Panama, go to Mexico, go to one of these places, because I would argue that there's so much benefit to this. So, and I, and I want to go through them. I mean, like we can talk about the taxes, we can talk about the culture, we can talk about the family, we can certainly talk about the education. Um, up to you, George, kind of like where you want to start. What do you think are some of the most important things? What are the things that your audience is going to be like super interested in? Yeah, no, I appreciate that very much. And I'll just, we can just use me as an example. I've got a four-year-old and a one-year-old and, mm -hmm. and, and, and a wife. So I think that the family and, and the education piece and just making sure that the infrastructure is in place for the kids stuff is probably, obviously the money piece needs to be there. Uh, but let's, 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 let's talk about the, the family stuff. Okay. Let's dive into family first because I'm, I'm quite similar. I have a four-year-old little girl at home as well. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. So a lot of people think that you know, they're going to go overseas and their kids are going to have to go to local school and maybe it's going to be very bad and they don't speak the language and you know they're going to be ostracized and really bad. Well, okay, first off, in a lot of places in North America, the schools are closed anyways. I mean, the school systems abandoned children right. all over the country. So most likely, if you're listening to this, your kids are probably doing remote learning anyways. Now, instead of doing remote learning and going back to the local school and having those teachers teach, actually with today's technology, you can have your kid taught by any teacher in the world. You can have them taught by the best teacher in the world. If you have specific uh, philosophical views, you can find teachers that match that. If you have certain political views or religious views or anything like that, that you want to have more control over, you're certainly going to be able to do that with remote learning. And there's tons of programs out there. So there's not just, okay, watch YouTube videos all day. I mean, there's also live classrooms. There's also areas where they'll be able to have group discussions where literally they sign in all day long and they go and do projects and then they come back to the computer and then they go have lunch and then they come back again. Okay, so that's one option. We have remote learning, which is they're being very, very flexible with the kids. I mean, I have friends who live in the States right now, but their kids go to school in Austria and they're learning German and they're, they do different timings for them, but they do all their stuff remote. I mean, that's a really cool experience, I think, for kids being able to go through a program like that. For but sure. let's say, no, you, you, you have to have your kids in a brick and mortar school for whatever reason. 
Well, if you have a visa to live in the country, so a permanent residency, if you have the legal ability to live and work in the country, I mean, you can send your kids to a local school. Um, but you can also send your kids to a private school. And you might think, wow, like, there's no way I could afford a private school. I mean, that's so expensive. That's only for really elite people and people who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe millions of dollars a year. But private schools overseas are not that expensive. Actually, in a lot of cases, they're very affordable. And when we look at the money side of things afterwards, you're actually going to have a lot more money in your pocket. So if you have to go out of pocket for education, at the end of the day, you're still going to come out on ahead. But let's look at a couple other options. So what's also very popular is international schools. So it might be the Canadian School of Abu Dhabi. I lived in Abu Dhabi. I lived there for eight years. They have a Canadian school there. It follows Canadian curriculum. It's a brick and mortar school. The teachers are from Canada. And if that was the education you want for your kid, you can send them there. But the cool thing is you actually don't need to be from Canada to send your kids to that school. If you're from the Philippines and you can afford it and you want to send, then you send your kids there. If you're Australian and you want to send your kids to the Canadian school, you can do that. And it's the same thing in reverse. They have the Dutch school. They have the German school. They have the Australian school. And it follows those types of curriculums. So if you say, wow, I really like the English model of teaching kids and their grading system. And you're from the United States and you want to live in, I don't know, if you want to live in Panama where I am, you can send them to the English school. You can send them to the French school. I have half my friends go to the French school. So they speak English in the house. They speak Spanish on the street and their kids go to a French school. So straight off the bat, they're trilingual. My wife is from mainland China. So in our house every day, all day long, I speak English with my daughter. Um, my wife speaks Chinese with her. And then my assistant is Spanish speaking. So there's tons of Spanish in the house. And when we go to the grocery store and everything, it's all Spanish and I speak fluent Spanish as well. So, I mean, my daughter has an opportunity to speak three languages at four years old. And that is really special. I mean, being able to connect with so many people around the world and with language comes the opportunity to understand someone at their level, not always making other people come to your level. Um, if anyone here has studied Spanish, they'll understand that the mentality of the people is very, very different. It's not bad, certainly not bad. I mean, it's amazing. I find Latin America to be magical. I mean, if magic exists anywhere in the world, it's here. Like, I mean, listen to the language, listen how they form sentences, listen to their, their outlook and their view. I mean, you're not going to understand that if you always force people to speak English. But maybe this is all too overwhelming. Maybe people are going, you know, I can't learn another language. I can't do all these stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you that you don't have to be perfect. I mean, even a little bit will take you so far. And don't ever think of it like, oh, my God, this is so difficult, so challenging. I can't do this or it's too much work. No, I mean, this is an opportunity, George. Like this is, this is so amazing. I feel so blessed and so lucky to be living overseas and be in a new culture and see how ordinary people do ordinary things 100% different than I do. I think that's really, really cool, personally. Oh, a thousand percent. Everything you just described is incredibly cool. Um, just your, 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 your household and the different languages. And I think that that would be incredibly cool. Um, 
and and of so much uh, amazing value for 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 your daughter to to be able to to to, to know all those languages. What what, what an incredible thing. Um, how I, I'm just curious about the process for somebody who's listening. They say, okay, yeah, I, I could totally see that. They 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 they, they do the research. How, how how often do people get almost to the end and then pull the ripcord just because they can't actually see it? Okay, so that's an interesting one. I think what ends up happening with a lot of people is that they're on a different timeline. People come to me and they say, okay, I'm ready to move overseas. And what ready for one person means is very different for someone else. Like if I'm ready to move to another country, I mean, I'm applying for visas, I'm getting bank accounts, I'm starting to pack. With a lot of other people, it means like, I'm going to start researching and ready means one to two years. I mean, so that's kind of a challenging question to ask or to answer, yeah. uh, I would say, you know, but, but some people do come to me and they're like, yeah, I'm retiring in five years. I want to do research now. I'm going to take my social security. I want to go down to Belize. I want to go down to Mexico or Nicaragua or something like this. And I want to sit on the beach and I need to get prepared now. Okay, that is a very different journey as a service provider than someone who's like, okay, I'm a digital nomad, I have a business and we're doing a half a million dollar in turnover, and this is, I'm paying X dollars in taxes, I wanna know what it means if I become a digital nomad, if I move to Portugal or I do one of these things. Okay, well, we can save you, you know, $60,000 in taxes here and $20,000 there, and you're gonna have this, and will you know get rid of the cost of living your insurance is going to go down by three quarters i mean those are very different set of clients but um as for how many people go through the process and then pull back i can't really say because i think that a lot of people just end up pushing out the timeline if anything i still think that a lot of people still want to do it i don't think people like abandon the idea of moving overseas it's just a a when, not if. Yeah, it's a. I I just was wondering if there was a similar psychology to because I'm aware of uh, somebody who starts a business and then when they go through the process of selling it, so oftentimes will blow the thing up because they just haven't gotten them to the point of what in the world I'm actually going to do when I sell this business and yeah, self sabotage. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, well, I think that yeah, you, th you think about all the different ways that 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 we're currently educating our kids. Why couldn't that happen really anywhere? So I I, I appreciate you answering those questions and and, and giving us a little bit of a uh, clarity well, and on I'll that. Add one other thing to that. I mean, think about the relationship that you're going to have with your spouse and your kids. You're going through a really big thing, and. What happens is you become closer as a family. If you go through difficult times, challenging times, you guys all pull together. I've seen it countless times. People become more close. They get more time with their kids going through something like this, not less. I mean, it helps you refocus on the things that are important. I have a buddy of mine who was already an expat, who was living in Singapore. His kids, he had four kids. They're all born in Singapore. He's from the UK. And one day they decided that they were gonna leave. They wanted to travel and go overseas. They were gonna homeschool their kids and start, uh, start traveling. 
And that's what they did. They did it for three years straight on the road and built a whole new business with his four kids in tow and his wife. And the relationship he has with his kids is so amazing. I've done interviews back and forth with him. He's been on my show. I've been on his show. And I mean, he actually gets his like seven-year-old kid on the show to start asking some of the questions. <laughs> I mean, like you get to do like these really cool projects with your kids. And I think that by going through these quote unquote difficult times, I mean, the relationship just becomes stronger. Um, and for me, that's like really, really special. I mean, I know so many families, they just, you know, work TV, work TV, and that's it. You know, they're so tired at the end of the day, they don't have a chance to focus. You know, overseas, life's not like that. There's no keeping up with the Joneses when you live in Latin America. It just doesn't exist. I mean, you don't have to have two brand new minivans in the driveway and a new brand, like big screen TV. People don't care about that stuff at all, George. <laughs> It just doesn't matter. So but family centric here. Isn't isn't that what people want though, Mikel? Is are, are, are two, I mean, that's, two minivans. Two. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Man, that's not for me to answer. You know, like if you guys are super, super happy where you are and you think, wow, my life is just perfect and I got all this time with my family and I'm totally content, I am so happy for you. That <laughs> is awesome. That's not me. And I would think I know a lot of people. It's not for them either. I mean, I get 4 million, 5 million people a year who read my work on moving overseas. So I know that there's other people out there who have questions. We have clients every day who say, this is not the life for me. I don't like what's happening politically. I don't like what's happening with my government or the choices they're making. And I don't want to be involved with that. They don't want all this animosity. So they want to peacefully remove themselves from the situation. They want to go back to their roots. Maybe they want to have a bit of fun. Maybe they want to have a bit of adventure. I don't know. I love it. Well, Mikel, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Listen, George, my recommendation is if you have a place in your head and you've always thought, you know, wow, it'd be so cool to, to check out what life is like in New Zealand or in Australia or wherever it might be in the world. I mean, go. Go check it out. Think about what is that one country that you've always want to go, go to and then start doing some research, start doing some reading, figure it out piece by piece by piece. Don't think like, oh my God, I have to learn about the entire world, every country, every visa, every tax strategy. Don't worry about finding the quote unquote best country because after visiting more than a hundred countries in the world, I can tell you there is no best country. I mean, there's certain countries and cultures for you at a certain time in your life. When I lived in the Middle East, that was amazing for me at that time. When my time was done there, I moved on. It will always hold a special place in my heart. I will always love my time there. I always have fond memories of the UAE, but that time is, is done. Now I'm learning about Latin America and it's super exciting for me. So try to think, what is that country you have that's really interesting to you? And then start reading, start researching. Just focus on that one place. Don't overwhelm yourself. Don't worry about, you know, every little detail, just piece by piece and you'll get there. It'll be okay. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Mikel, thank you so much for coming back on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Absolutely. So I encourage you guys to pick up my book. If you go to Amazon and type in Expat Secrets or my name, Mikel Thorpe, should come up uh, the first one. 
I was very humbled. It became a number one bestseller and sold tens of thousands of copies of it. And we've helped a lot of people with it. It's really a 101 breakdown of the offshore markets, the expat space, the financial, the taxes, the visas, um, all of these different types of things. So I encourage you guys to check that out first, Expat Secrets. Otherwise, come and listen to my podcast. Uh, it's called Expat Money Show. If you go to expatmoneyshow.com, you're going to be able to listen to all those episodes. We've got 120 episodes, maybe. It's all free, long-form content, super detailed on different countries, different strategies, um, retirement accounts for expats, um, all these different types of things. So, yeah, that's my invitation. Come check out my work, and I'm happy to help you guys. Love it. So, Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Mikhail your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Pick up a copy of Expat Secrets on Amazon or wherever you buy books. Listen to the Expat Money Show. You can find that wherever you listen to podcasts or go to expatmoneyshow.com and take Mikhail's advice. Research that, that, that one country you've always thought about and, uh, and start making it a reality. Thanks again, Mikhail. Thanks so much, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.